You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for on the go. Do you remember? Do you remember Pink Jeep Tours? Oh, yeah. What do you remember about them? I remember that it was a custom outfitted Jeep where it actually extends longer than a normal Jeep, right? And that's where we got to sit. Yeah. Okay, so we should probably tell people what it is. Um, It's a pink Jeep tour. Yeah. In Arizona, they have this thing called the pink Jeep tour. And we decided to try it out. A couple people recommended it. So we're like, hey, we're here. Why not? And it was it was awesome. I it mean, was gorgeous yeah. views. They got us up to top of some mountains, and it was insane. And just being in a jeep like that, I've never gone off roading before. So our tour guide, his name was Jesse, and he was pretty awesome. Um, one thing in particular stands out, though it it sticks in my mind. And there's this one hill that, as we were driving by it, and it it, it didn't look like a really big deal, a really yeah. big hill. I was like, okay, you know, he's like, we're going to go down that in a second. And you and I got to sit in the back of the Jeep mm-hmm. and all these other couples are on the sides and we got the best view. Yeah, and as soon as we came up over top of that hill, we we're like, oh snap. <laughs> yeah, It literally <laughs> felt like we were going to fall out of the Jeep going down this hill. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was incredible. But one thing in particular that he said And it was, we have to do it the same way every single time because it's what they require us to do for our our job. Can't take any risk. We can't take any risk. We have to do it the same way over and over and over again. And for you and I, it was cool because it was the first time we got to do it. And it was like, whoa, this is awesome. But for him, we were probably, I don't know, the third tour of the day because it was early in the morning. Yeah. So he has... You know, jam-packed days, because that's his job. That's what he does. But it's the same thing every single day. Yeah. In and out. I mean, well, it's the same for, like, uh, like when you go to Disney World and you go on, like, the Jungle Cruise or the Safari trip or right, something. Right, right. And they have to give their little narration mm-hmm. every trip. For us, first time, it's entirely new you're like hanging on their every word for them this is like the 150th tour they've done (laughs) today and they're going to do it all week long so i would think that there's a part of it that you know it's exciting to us as something new but Mm -hmm. to them doing it it just becomes the same old thing over and over and over again and they know every twist every turn every bump where to take it slow where to speed it up Just another day. Got to do the same way every time. Yeah. So what if we switch things up? You mean like if we did church a little differently and we stepped outside of the routine and maybe sat in a different pew or... Yeah, of course. (laughs) Or or instead of playing three songs, played two songs. Or five. Or did the mix and mingle first and then played a song. Yeah, why not? Because it knocks everybody off of what they're used to. There, There is a comfort in always doing mm. the same thing. The Pink Jeep Tour, the reason why they have to do the same thing every time is because they can't take risk. Right. You know? Well, it kind of was a risk. I mean. The whole thing. <laughs> the, the whole thing. You can only take so many risks <laughs> in one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like you just said, some people find comfort in knowing what to expect. But 
the problem with that is, and because I want to be clear, there's nothing wrong with order. Right. Our God is a God of order. And and so he, he's not an author of confusion. We know that. So the, order is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It can, it's a good thing to have order, have a way you're going to do service, have a familiar way to do things. But we have to remember that we should still have life in that order. We don't want it to become so steeped in tradition that we're just doing things because that's the way it's always been done. Oh, well, yeah. That's what we're used to. But you, know, you have to remember, too, even though we find comfort in knowing what to expect, God doesn't always do the expected. He works in mysterious ways. So sometimes he likes to switch up because that's what he does to us. He does. He switches it up all the time. Um, and in in Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that he hath called us to glory and virtue. And so I see the, the two things that he's given us, life and godliness. Mm-hmm. I, I think we could equate that godliness to the order side of things, to where it's it's good and godly to have this order out of the, the, the chaos that we're in. But he's given us life. He's given yeah. us that life. And so we can't get so caught up in the order and the tradition that we suck the life out of it. Sure. Because I bet you that... The tour guide could have the attitude of same route, same day, you know, just another thing. And instead, he didn't. I remember his personality. He was doing it like it was the first time he's ever. He was so chipper. And he had life. He did. And it actually connects to what I was going to read next is um, Colossians chapter 2. And starting in verse 6, it says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. But verse 8 tells us, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. This is the the whole chapter is actually um, titled Alive in Christ. So order is important, but as he goes on to say, um, see to it that no man takes you captive by human tradition. Yeah. And we, oh, well, we see how powerful that is. Like I joked about it, but sitting in the same pew mm-hmm. every Sunday, and you know, if your church doesn't have pews, seats, <laughs> whatever it is, we've all been there. We mm-hmm. sit in the same vicinity spot every Sunday. And there becomes this comfort level to it. And if we walk in and somebody's sitting in our area, you know, it's like, ah. Right, right. It's called according to the elemental spirits of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, we're, we're, we know there's so much more there. There's a lot of depth there. We're just touching on it in a very light way. But um, it can't be destructive. It can be misleading, misguiding. Yeah. Like it's so stuck in the way things have always been done instead of saying, Hey, where's, what's a new thing. And from what, well, from what I see is it just, it sucks the life out of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and that's where no, not to criticize any one church, but there are many churches you can go to and you say, well, there's just like no life in that church. 
and I mean Revelation referred to it as dead church. Yeah. And um and that's where it's like we don't want to take the life, we don't want to forget about the life we have. We have the godliness, we have the order, but we have life. And like you just said about doing a new thing. And that's one of my been one of my favorite verses lately, and that's in Isaiah. Isaiah 43, 19. And actually I'll read 18 because it's it applies to what we're talking about. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. So basically it's saying, like, forget about the way it was always done before. Forget about how it, it happened in the old days. Right. Verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? In other words, will you even notice? Will you perceive it? Uh, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so you know, this hmm. this particular chapter, it's, it's prophetic. And he's talking about in the future that he's going to do new things. Um, but will you even notice it? Because are you going to be so stuck in the way things used to be, just doing the traditions, that you've lost sight of even looking to see how is God at work around me in unique ways that you miss it? It shows you just how lost people are in seeing what God's doing because the end of that verse says, away in the wilderness mm. and rivers in the desert. How rare is it to find a river in the desert or a way in the <laughs> wilderness? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the Israelites really could have used a way in the wilderness. Yeah. And streams of uh, water in the desert, that's just unheard of. So you should really see that if it happens, you know. If you're paying attention. Yeah. And and Peter, he, he goes on to tell us, um, this is in 1 Peter 4, uh, 11. He says, if any man speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. And if any man ministers, let him do it as of the ability which God gives, um, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, so one, the end, the end result is always for the glory of God. But two... When he says about, you know, doing it with the ability that God has, that God gives you, the word gives there is actually, uh, corego, which is from the word where we get choreography. It carries with it the meaning of a dance instructor. God being the dance instructor, giving you the moves and giving you the ability to do it. And so he's saying, look, you know, whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Do it with all the ability that God gives you and in a creative way with life. That's right. You can't dance dead. No. <laughs> so let's bust a move. <laughs>